Welcome to the Seen, Heard, Accepted podcast, brought to you by the Valentin family. Join us as we talk about what it's like to grow up neurospicy and queer in a world wired for normal. Please remember to click subscribe and share this with your friends. Please, we're desperate. Hello, and welcome to Seen, Heard, Accepted podcast. Tonight, we're going to be discussing um, our neurodiversity um, diagnosis experience um, at the table tonight we have Maddie hi Morgan hi Wayne and myself Tanya and uh, just a little bit of a trigger warning Uh, trigger warning you're easily upset by topics such as depression um, anxiety and other mental illnesses, PTSD, PTSD, um, and also like, I don't know, doctors that don't listen to you, then don't listen to this episode because it's going to be triggering. But I'm sure there'll be another episode that you can find that you will enjoy. It'll be rage inducing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, a little bit about our story. Um, was it about two years ago, three years ago now, maybe? Well, I'm 20 now, and I just turned 18 when I got diagnosed. I was the first in the family. So, yeah, around two and a bit years. Isn't it sucky how the oldest always gets to go first? Uh, yeah, actually, um, that would be a great topic for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Practice on this one first. Mm. Yeah, so what was that like for you? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it was a lot. I mean, I've been in and out of therapy slash counseling since I was 13. I put myself in counseling at 13. I had to and then we moved and I went to see another counselor and we got you know I got the attention of the parentals so then we moved on to more active counseling outside of school counseling which is kind of sucky and definitely something the New Zealand school system has to work on and then I got um picked up by TRK which is the Northland New Zealand teen is it teen and children or just teens I don't know. Um, yeah, teens. Yes. Yeah, teen mental health system. And um, got a case manager. And I was with them for a little bit. And they put me on medication. I was doing uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't doing anything. I was still just as sad <laughs> and um, empty feeling. I was still, my anxiety seemed to be getting a lot worse, which was not something that should have been happening. And um Eventually, I got picked up by a therapist um, who was an incredible therapist, and I like her very much. And she was the one who basically was like, after the first session, she was like, hey, that's something that, hmm, have you considered that there's something more going on here? And I was like, no, I didn't think about that. And then, yeah, I guess she had uh, an appointment with me and then an appointment with dad and mom and then I think it was the fourth appointment she called us in I was basically like yeah you have ASD I I mean I kind of knew I mean I was chronically online TikTok and stuff like that you're just online and you you see things you're like wow I really relate to that or I feel that certain way and then you see more you do more research or things like that and um I guess yeah I did cry (laughs) when she told me um 
but it was it was really relieving i don't know and also dreading and also obviously that kick started everyone else questioning everything because it has to come from somewhere um but yeah i'm okay now i'm good with it but at the time it was really scary so i just wanted to just mention here that the therapist was a um psychologist and Sorry. here in New Zealand, we um, you need to be diagnosed by by a psychologist for autism. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, that's all good. <laughs> just just for the um, clarity for our audience. Um, and after that, um, sort of, we 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 pushed for for you to be tested and diagnosed as well, Morgan. How was that for you? I didn't ask to be tested. No, us as parents did. <laughs> I still don't understand why. Um, <laughs> I guess it was just kind of like, it was just the question like, well, if one of our children is autistic, maybe the other one is. And I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Could be, could be not. I don't really see it. I don't think a lot of other people saw it that much. Well, the psychologist. Yes. When talking to us about medicine, Matt, Maddie, um, there was a lot of tells that she was telling us about. And yes, quite a few were towards Maddie, but quite a few weren't, you know, it's a bit of a blanket sort of yeah, it's a spectrum. Spectrum. Mm -hmm. But a lot that she said we could pick up in Morgan. We thought, well, maybe, maybe it's worth having a, a look, knowing that you were having difficulties. With depression and all the rest as well so yeah. which you know was wasn't really responding to treatment either so yeah yeah the backstory i was also in treatment at trk as yeah. well for um depression anxiety eating etc um and just i guess i didn't really think about it. i was on medications and, and therapy and i was still really really sad and so yeah um I got tested, but unlike Maddie, I was under 18 years old. So I was, I think I was like 17. Yes. 17. Um, and so I was tested in the below 18 kind of test, which is such a weird test. I know even the adult test was weird, but yours sounds weirder. It was so weird. Like I had to like build like little like block puzzles and describe what they look like. And I was like, well, it looks like a rocket ship. She's like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was so sorry. weirded out by it, like, the entire time. And we were like, I had to read, like, this, like, really simple picture book. And then, like, name, like, what maybe, like, these, like, owls in this book were, like, feeling. And um, then, like, in the middle of the test, she was like, okay, we're going to take, take a break right now. Here's a bag of toys. <laughs> Um, a 17 year old yeah. and like the toys are like a light up pen and a like spinning top and stuff <laughs> like that so I was like okay I guess I'll just spin the spinning top awkwardly <laughs> and yeah and then like when I read like the um the papers after I was diagnosed she was like yes like has repetitive behaviors when playing with spinning top I'm like <laughs> that was so so awkward but, oh boy. Um, yeah, honestly, didn't really expect much from it. And then go in, like, how long afterwards? Like, a couple of weeks afterwards, mm -hmm. and then boom, diagnosis. But 
like I said, it's like a spectrum. So like my quirks are very different to what Maddie's are when it comes to yeah. Awesome. Going back to the test, my test was very different because mine was from 18 to 99. Apparently, if you reach 99, you can't be diagnosed with autism. So that's a good fun fact. Um, <laughs> I feel that's very ageist. I know. It's very upsetting, right? Um, mine was a lot more curricular based. I felt like I was doing, was it ESOL tests at school? Little tests where they pull you aside one by one and they make you read something and they make you do math. Oh no! Yeah, like, like uh, that. what's that? What's that one? Oh, I can't remember it. Like, I like mathematics and stuff like that. Yes, but like, <laughs> it wasn't like like the math was hard. I've never really been good with numbers, but like, it was like I got it right. It just took me a while, which is something that was part of my diagnosis. But um, I I always pride myself on having a relatively good memory, and um, when it came to remembering numbers in a string, when it got past the number of numbers in a phone number, like a normal phone number, I couldn't remember it. And she found that really interesting. So I don't know if that has to do with anything. My favorite part was when she gave me long, complicated words and told me to define them. That was fun. I enjoyed like, that. Did you get to make up like what the definitions were? Yeah, because I didn't know what the words were. Well, oh, some so of them I did. <laughs> so you just like read this random word and was like, yeah, that means it's kind of like a Christmas tree because it lights up. I know. It looks like you look at a word and certain, you know, You'll get certain like Christmas tree, you know, it, yeah. it's Christ. It you know, it has something to do with Christ. So it, it it's 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 it was pretty easy. And I got the majority of it right just by judging by the way the word was spelt. I'm I like English, I like reading. So it was it was the the easy part for me. But then also the block thing. I didn't have to build a rocket ship and then tell what I saw with the rocket ship. I had to make shapes by looking at a piece of paper and make it out of these blocks. But the thing is, it could be like taller than it looked because it looked flat on the image, but it just needed to, from a bird's eye view, look like the image on the piece of paper. So that was really fun. I did enjoy that. But she didn't tell me like what I saw in it. So I feel like that's really interesting. <laughs> but then again, she told me my test wasn't to figure out if I had ASD, but where on the spectrum I was. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if that makes it different. No, no clue. But. So what are your your quirks or the things that are part of your your autism? I don't know, Mark. What, what is my quirks? <laughs> well, surely you know some of the things. Um, quirks. Like, are we talking about like on the diagnosis paper? Yeah, or like, um, you know, just things that you know, you kind of thought were normal and then afterwards after the diagnosis, you're like, oh, that's actually part of being autistic. Repeated speech. Um, I feel like that one's really interesting because a lot of people don't realize it. But I used to say a lot of things like, remember the whole, um, do you like my skateboard? Yeah. Yes, I like it. I, I got it from my dad, it's vintage. Like it's just random phrases I used to repeat over and over and over again because I found them funny or enjoyed saying them. That's apparently not normal. Didn't know that. What? Yeah, it's not normal. That. It's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like if you like like a phrase and you say it often because you enjoy it like it's just something that I found really interesting because mm -hmm. I, I used to do that quite a bit I still do to some extent and I know that you have like um, things around pain and like hot and cold yeah um, I have a 
really high pain tolerance, though I have no idea if that's got to do with autism or not. Mm -hmm. That's the question. No, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about that one right now. And tell me about like global vision and global hearing. Oh yeah, I don't know if you have this global vision and global hearing. Um, so it's it's actually quite common um, with people with ASD, but also equally as as uncommon with people with ASD, obviously a spectrum. But I only found out that I had this and what the name was because um, a friend looks after a kid um, at school. He's a student teacher, student help teacher. Um, and he looks after a little autistic boy and the boy has global vision and global hearing. And I asked what that was. And he explained it to me and was like, when you can't single out and focus on certain things, I see everything in the same amount of focus and the same amount of clarity in an entire room through my entire vision. So my peripheral through here, I can still see my hands. It's insane. Um, and then hearing, I cannot single out a certain sound. So if I'm in a room full of conversations, I can't just focus on the conversation I'm having. I'm hearing everyone's conversation and what they're saying and all the replies and everyone talking. It's a lot. So you get very overwhelmed very quickly. Yes. Yes, I do. Sorry. Oh. No. Um, I was about to say, do you remember when we used to thought, thought, think that your global hearing was like, because you're a Scorpio? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, people will be like, you're so nosy. How did you hear what we were talking about? I'm like. You're such a Scorpio. I don't know. I just have really good hearing. People will be like, oh, you're such a Scorpio, Maddie. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> cool. Good to know. So what, what are your things? Um, oh, gosh. Um, touch. I don't. I get very overstimulated by touch. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't like hugs or anything. Like, I'll barely get, give hugs to mom and dad anyone really um I guess emotions I struggle to identify my own and other people's emotions sometimes that can be I I don't know how to express myself and I'll look at somebody and I'll look at dad for instance and he'll have like this look on his face and I'll be like oh shit he's mad at me what did I do and I start like freaking out but really it's just his resting face and he's not angry at me at all it's my resting bitch face get used to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and yeah and then oh, i don't know what else yeah that's really interesting because we're exact opposites in those departments yeah yeah like you spectrum spectrum yeah. yeah it's one of the things that you um you've off you know that some doctors have said um is that you know you're too empathetic maddie to be autistic yeah when i got diagnosed the psychiatrist remember him the doctor which one doctor we're no, not, we're not naming, naming names, names but no, the, no, 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 the one no, no. here at TRK. yeah yeah the male doctor. the male one yes. oh yeah he basically vetoed it straight away and was like no you're too empathetic you have a heightened level of empathy and that's not common and i was like well it's a spectrum. It is actually entirely possible for a person to have way too much empathy and be autistic, which I do. I feel so much empathy that I can't watch certain genres of TV and movie because they're too cringy for me and I can't watch because I feel bad for the characters on screen. Um, and I love touch. I love hugs. I don't really get overwhelmed by touch often. Like I can if I don't know the person that well, but if it's someone I care about, like I could cling to them all day. I, do I don't care. Like I like that. Yeah, I I totally feel you on the on the over empathy. Like I feel exactly the same about movies and things. But I also 
um, when I've been work, working with coaching clients, sometimes I feel their emotions so like strongly that I really had to work on, is this my emotion or the other person's emotion? Um, because they can just all morph into one thing. Yes, very interestingly, I would love to do this with you another time. We maybe can do a whole podcast episode on it. But there was this test that I randomly ran into one day while scrolling through YouTube shorts. And it was like an, an empathy test. And you can tell, it, it, so it, the whole test is if you can tell an emotion by somebody's eyes and only their eyes. I got every single answer correct. And that was really interesting to me. Oh, I'd be shit at that. Yeah, I'd love to see what, what you would get <laughs> and what you guys would get. Like, I feel like that would be really interesting. Yeah. Because I did it and I was like, and then I realized, like, if I saw someone's eyes, I could probably tell exactly what emotion they're feeling in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's really interesting to me that I'm able mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't have empathy. I just, I struggle to show empathy, like, mm -hmm. and understand it. Yeah. Like, it's just mm -hmm. with any emotion, I'm, I, it's just so difficult. Even from just a facial expression, I can get it so wrong. I'll be like, oh, they look bored, but no, they're actually sad. And so I always have to ask people, are you okay? And even tones of voices I don't even get. Like, I think that's probably like the main and most difficult thing for me to kind of mm. decipher. Yeah. yeah. And it's quite a common um, autistic trait. Yeah. yeah. There's a long word for it that starts with an A. Um, but I can't remember <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Where's your list of words, mum? Yeah. <laughs> what, what have you noticed about about the kids oh um, Phew, I thought you were asking about me <laughs> um, about the kids yeah maddie very autistic yes um still very intelligent though by no means um by no means not clever <laughs> thanks dad <laughs> um at one stage would have thought that they would have been top of the class you're talking but about academic intelligence ac academic intelligence yes. there are different uh, yeah yeah of course sorry i'm talking about at school their schooling um but then the focus shifted towards the art side and that's a decision they made and was wonderful just to see the creations that came from your mind um the storytelling don't know if it's still within the oh, sorry <laughs> you've been really sentenced oh. to me oh. <laughs> oh. Um, if you can see this we've got both wayne and maddie just in tears um having a little moment here ah it's nice to hear <laughs> the wonderful storytelling um and many other things, which I can't think of now because brain just stopped. Um, <laughs> with Morgan, definitely a more a chip off the old block, I would put it. Um, <laughs> very logical thinker, extremely logical thinker. Um, still can't do their left or right, but um, outside of that, very logical, very structured, very um, analytical. Um, and then when it comes to academic intelligence, more along the lines of the sciences and that. However, contrary to her own popular belief, also very talented in the arts. 
Definitely not. Yes. No, no. You believe you're not, but every bit of art that you've thrown our way has been spot on. Plus, In fact, all three of you guys are extremely talented. You obviously got that from me because. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> you're so perfect that you blew up an engine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, definitely two different sides of a coin. Yeah. Very, very, very. I would say basically opposites of almost yeah. almost we, we grew up thinking that anyways we're always like yeah. at one point you were blue i was pink then we swapped yeah and then it never went back and you're still pink <laughs> i'm blue um and no yellow now i still pink pink and yellow are my two yeah, yeah, yeah. Colors, still so pink still a pink person. if we're talking about you know two sides of different yeah, coin, you know yeah, usually yeah. pink and blue are pinned against each other yeah um but yeah morgan was the artist before i was Really? Yeah, you yeah. inspired me to do art. You, I wasn't an artist. I did <laughs> art in like preschool. Then I went to um, primary school, sorry. And um, I didn't do art like ever. And then Morgan started doing art. And I was like, that's so cool. I want to do art. Let's let's do art. And then we drew together. I completely forgot about me when I used to do like my little people. Like, I the, the, have the little some. anime eyes. I have some. <laughs> I will send you photos. They're in Wellington, but I will send you photos. Gosh, I forgot about that time. That's like. <laughs> See? That just opened up my mind. Like, I think I just had like this mental block over that period of time because I completely forgot about how I used to draw like all the time. Yeah, you did. And then we drew together for a little bit, which was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I guess eventually I just decided to like not do art anymore and just focus more on and that's maths and science. Stopped <laughs> focusing so much on math and science and traded it for art. I feel like it was because I really actually, you know, you said that I had some intelligence towards those subjects, but in actuality I was pushing myself incredibly hard. It mm. was really hard for my brain to work in those subjects, but I, I had this thing in my head for a very long time that I needed to do well in those subjects, mm. and it was draining me to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. And so I just started letting it slip, but I started focusing on things that I found enjoyable and things that were easier to me, and I actually did well without having to try so hard that it broke my brain. <laughs> um yeah i don't know words make sense to me numbers not so much <laughs> i totally hear you thank you uh, yeah. numbers um, are easy words are hard <laughs> there's fact with numbers there's yeah, fact with words there's fact with words <sighs> and words let's face it words is just painting with tunnel yeah, pen with tunnel pen yeah tunnel pen tongue and pen yes Mm. Yeah, um, I think I think you you got that from me, Maddie. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what are some of the um, things that they asked? Can you remember some of the things that they asked us in the test, the parents' test? Just for oh, jeepers, no! People are was... wondering what kinds of thing questions they might ask parents um, at an autism diagnosis. Oh, no, um, I stuff about um, oh. Hyperfixations. Yeah. Yes. Hyperfixations <laughs> is one thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, organizing things, you know, setting things out and making mm. sure they're in order. And, um, you know, your typical, your typical 
autism stereotype but obviously our kids weren't hardcore stereotypical autistic this is a stereotype you know what i mean oh, mm. which is why they went under the radar for yeah times masking but i do remember yes. some of some of the hyperfixations like i remember maddie had this oh, like no, wings no, no, no. <laughs> Yes, oh, and she wanted the to be like with the Pony. Pony Wings Club, whatever. Listen, I, that was the one thing I couldn't mask was hyperfixation. Sorry, just one thing. Yeah. Barbie. Oh, what Barbie. 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 Uh, I love Barbie. I still watch Wings Club. I, I remember both of you. I remember Morgan being really upset because she couldn't be a princess. And I remember Madison being really upset that she couldn't be a fairy. Maddie. Oh, Maddie, sorry, <laughs> I slipped into, um, yeah, that, that they couldn't be a fairy. Um, yeah. They wanted to be just like Bloom. Yeah, I, I like. Well, the thing is, she was a human who became a fairy, so I was like, it's possible. <laughs> if it happened, it's possible. Yeah, you also got obsessed with like video games and Still over time. Yep. Like Undertale, yep, musicals such as Hamilton, you. Hey! <laughs> see, see, with my high fixations, it's usually surface level kind of stuff. But with you, Maddie. Yeah, you went you, next level. You've deep. like researched, you went deep, you knew all of like the. Oh, never mind that. The, like with, with regard to Hamilton, the actual history behind Hamilton. Yeah. Delved super deep into that. Yeah, Delved into the um the guy who did the play who oh, the, yeah, yeah you really delve deep into then all the all the characters it was just so much information i just don't know where you put it yeah. it's all here still yeah i wrote uh, i don't know if you guys knew about this because i don't think i told you about it it was definitely during a difficult time but um i had a little notebook that I wrote every single letter between every single one of the characters, the real life letters that were on the internet, as many as I could find yeah. in their handwriting. What? In this notebook. What? I find that so fascinating. Yeah. I was that obsessed. In their handwriting. In their handwriting. I learned all their signatures. Shit. People used to ask me to do the characters' signatures, like the actual historical figures. I knew Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson's signatures off by heart. I can't do it anymore, but that was a whole thing. Um, obviously, Elizabeth Schuyler um, and Angelica Church, all of them. Just, yeah. I don't know. It was, I found solace in things like that. Wow. But like other things with masking, it's like, Growing up, especially, was like, you no, know, obviously, our parents didn't know, but like fidgeting and things like that, or getting upset because of things that have changed, or, you know, timetable changes. We felt like we couldn't express that. And we were taught not to express that. And so masking became very, very certain. The only time we could let it out was around each other, which is. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I would explode every time, though. It'd be like I was aiming it at you, but yeah yeah and i mean like even we struggled so long to make friends but we always had each other mm. and it was always like a big thing because morgan and i understood each other because obviously we we're both neurodivergent um you know spicy um but we we went into like things and we'd act 
I mean, especially me in primary school, like a lot of kids would make fun of me because I was too emotional or I didn't respond right to certain comments or I didn't respond in the normal way. And people would get confused and start bullying me for that and be like, why are you talking that way? Why do you say that way? Why are you talking so fancy? You know, things like that. And they would just push me down to it. So I just became the person people wanted me to be because that was the more socially acceptable way. Yes. But the only way I could, like, I let it out was with hyperfixations. And I still do. It's still a big part of me. Like, I find something I like, and I, I like it to the point where I need to know every single little fact about it because that's interesting to me. Good to know. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I had a very similar childhood experience. Mm. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, I know Morgan and I have had this conversation about how I didn't know. A lot of the time what they were saying to me about their childhood experience, how they were feeling, um, I just brushed it off because that was my experience or, or how I felt or, um, you know, about making friends or social situations. And mm. um, because I didn't even know the word autism or neurodivergent when I was growing up I just mm. thought well that's just like a normal way to be until we got the diagnosis so yeah yeah it was so it's really made me sort of question my own <laughs> neurodiversity thank you so much for sharing your experiences tonight everyone I know that there are going to be so many people that are going to be are going to benefit from listening to this podcast episode and will find your experiences really valuable. If you've listened to the show tonight and you are see yourself in some of our experiences, you have any questions for us about getting diagnosed, what it was like, um, or you have recently been diagnosed yourself and you just like to build a community around you just like to reach out and say hey we'd love to hear from you i'll post some ways for you to get in touch with us in the show notes and in the description please reach out we'd love to chat until next time um, we'll see you around bye for now you've been listening to the seen heard accepted podcast Valentin family. If you would like to reach out to comment, to ask a question, to share your experience, or to find out how you can work with us, please use the contact information in our show description. Please remember to love, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends and family.